This is the Clydesdale Fitness and Friends. Thank you so much for joining us. Make sure you hit that like, subscribe, and notifier button so you can be aware whenever a new episode is available. Also, leave a comment and a review. We would really appreciate that. And now, off to this week's episode of the Clydesdale Fitness and Friends. I'd like to take this time to thank our sponsor, RX Smart Gear. Dave and his team have developed the perfect jump rope to counter common performance miscues, which in turn enhance the learning experience. They have an ergonomic grip and a swivel connection for better accuracy, and the resistance levels have helped with better timing. And the custom sizes promote proper form and technique. It's built durable to stand up to the rigors of intense workouts, and it was in fact prescribed to help you get better. That's how the RX Smart Gear Jump Rope was born. Dave Newman and his team have been a great partner for us in the podcast, and we appreciate him so much for all of his support. So don't forget to use the Clydesdale 15 discount code at checkout and get 15% off your order at rxmarkgear.com. And don't forget that that excludes new releases and special editions. We are so excited to now have Mobility Movement as a partner. Their holistic approach to recovery is second to none. This is not just a program that helps with your flexibility and mobility. It also assists with stress release and sleep, two key factors in overall recovery. The website gives you a plan for, for each week, saves your favorites, gives you sleep protocols, has a specific protocol for your first week joining, and then there are these new things called open snacks, which are super cool. Here you are given quick warm-ups and cool-down protocols for the open wads, featuring elite athletes Allison Scuds and Saxon Panchik. And who doesn't need recovery after those open workouts? The extensive library available to you is both vast and diverse. If you want to try Mobility Movement, go to mobilitymovement.com. That is mobilitymnt.com. And make sure you use our code CLYDESDALE20, all caps, to get 20% off your first six months. That's mobilitymovement.com, mobilitymvmnt.com. Use code Clydesdale20 to get 20% off your first six months. I've been using this since the first of the year and I am sleeping better than I have in so many years. And with all the back issues I've had over the last five years, this has given me so much relief and I'm able to work out four to five times a week without any pain at all. So go to mobilitymovement.com. That's mobilitymvmnt.com and use Clydesdale 20 to get 20% off your first six month subscription. Hey everyone, welcome to the Clydesdale Fitness and Friends. My name is Scott Switzer. I am the Clydesdale. We love to do fitness and this is my friend. I have Matt Poulin with me today. Did I get that right? Yes, I believe so, but yes, Matt Poulin. And uh, if you don't know who that is, he finished second in the Worldwide CrossFit Open behind Saxon Panchik. And uh, if you don't know who that is, he is here today and we're going to learn about him. Uh, he is a semifinalist from last year, so it's not like he came out of the blue. But we are going to learn as much as we can today and uh, get to know Matt a little bit. So Matt, welcome. Thanks for having me. And uh, I guess maybe, I know we're doing this podcast, maybe we should say unofficial the second still waiting to get those uh verified but just to kind of save my skin if uh it doesn't work out but hopefully that's not the case um but yeah excited to be here um like i said we're gonna have 
get to have some fun and I always enjoy doing this tell, tell a story and paint a picture yeah I'm gonna say second I don't have any lawyers to protect it or whatever <laughs> but whatever all right so um what I want to know first is you're, you're 26 years old. You've you've only done the open three times going into this year, or going, was yeah, this going, year? So this was my fourth. Um, okay. And my first one it was back when was it nineteen? It was when we had the open in October. So like, I did like two opens within right that like five months or whatever that was. Um, so calendar wise, oh yeah, it was my fourth open. So. Yeah. So. You're not. You haven't been in the sport very long for a 26-year-old um, who's doing so well this year. What is your athletic background um, leading up into CrossFit? Yeah. So, um, so growing up, I played like since I was eight, or well, before that, five. Just baseball. Uh, started writing t-ball, and then about eight years old, I started ball, and then I played all of. I played those up and through uh, high school, and then. Um, was able to play collegiate baseball um, for four years and through those four years trying to like the aspiration at that point was to try to maybe take it to the next level and just play professionally but uh, like for the cards just didn't line up the way they uh, they needed to uh, which is okay because I wouldn't be here in this situation now but essentially like right after I finished baseball my senior year um, I just hopped into CrossFit like the fitness and lift like weightlifting just fitness in general but at that time it was more probably weightlifting was um always big especially growing up playing football and um so so that being said i was kind of like tired of all of that type of work i was tired of doing bench squat road three by ten just your traditional kind of global gym kind of style and so when um when I, baseball is coming to an end, I was like, Oh, I've heard of like, I've heard of this CrossFit thing. And I like, I want to try it out. And, um, like I tried it out, I believe like my senior, um, like a senior, uh, winter break. So going right before my senior year high school, uh, of baseball, I kind of stopped in, uh, I went home and I stopped in at a, at a CrossFit gym to try it out. And like right off the bat, like I was hooked and I was like, Oh, this is so much more fun. And, um, than just what I've been doing in the gym originally. And like, I can, I will definitely be doing this once I'm done with, uh, with baseball. And then, so when it was, I just hopped back in, hopped into it and just kind of hit the gates running, honestly. So before we get into all the CrossFit stuff, where did you play college baseball? Yeah. So <clears throat> out of high school, I signed to uh, a college called, uh, Sonoma state from California. And that's over in like, a um, golly, I forgot the town. Um, but it was like north of Napa Valley. Um, I didn't go there out of high school because my senior year, I, I, uh, I was just, wasn't smart and I was a little, I was being a high school kid and I got, I hurt myself doing a, like a class project for like AP government. Um, at the time I thought it was going to be worth it, but obviously looking back, I was like, well, that, uh, I hurt my shoulder. Uh, I tore my labrum and uh they were like yeah sorry buddy we're uh we're gonna take your scholarship away so had to go to a uh, junior college for a few years for, for my first two years after i had surgery had to take a year just trying to rehab get it back and then went to sacramento city college for two years um out of there i went and tra- transferred to the university of utah at, uh, in salt lake and i was there for my junior year um had a like I don't know playing at that level was awesome. Like playing in like the Pac-12 was pretty exciting. 
Um, but going into my senior year, I just didn't see there being a I did. I just wasn't feeling good about how it was going to work out my senior year. So I was like, I think I probably need to find a new home. And then through then, just a wild story, kind of ended up at a uh, in Oklahoma at Oklahoma Baptist University for my senior year, um, and finished there. And then I've just stayed here in Oklahoma since. So. So you kind of glossed over that you injured your shoulder doing AP history. And AP AP government. Government. Uh, AP government. I think so. Maybe normal government. I don't know. But yeah, just some class um, skit. And I think it's last time I checked, I showed some friends. It's still on like YouTube. It was like a bill. It was, so the point of the government was like we were campaigning for like a, like a, a fictional just uh, politician or whatnot. And so we were just hidden, just trying to make this ad or some or whatnot. And part of the ad was just me um getting blindsided by um one of like our star middle linebacker who was like went d1 football just massive and and i could take a hit but it's a totally different story when you just i usually there like a dummy i'm just like i'm just sitting there and then just get destroyed and i wasn't even thinking and then he tackled me onto my throwing side of my arm as so i just landed on my throwing shoulder and i was like oh man this uh Looking back at it, obviously it was very stupid, but uh, if that doesn't happen, I'm probably most definitely not here right now. So, um, yeah. And, and you have a story for the rest of your life. Yeah. Well, are you talking about the, uh, the video? Are you talking about this kind of journey we're on now? Well, the, the fact that you injured your arm in a government class. (laughs) Yeah. I, yeah, well, not too many people know that. I tell them. Uh, I think I tell them I heard it in football because it's technically on a football field. But now the truth comes out. Exclusive. Got it here first. <laughs> yeah, honestly. All right. So, what position did you play? And I was. Uh, I was a catcher. Catcher. Yeah. Man, I love catching. I love the. I love the aspect of it. It was such a perfectionist position. Like there was. No, always there was just nothing you never officially i'm trying to say there's always something to work on i'm trying to say there's always something to work on which i love i love you like just getting in just getting to go do some more drills or just getting to work on this just to get it better to get it better to get it closer to perfect you're never going to get there but just that mentality and obviously you're kind of always in the action too and you got a big you got the big you got a leadership role on the field and i don't know i just something that uh i list i would love i know i love doing i love catching um and I was trying to talk Mike. I, so I came back and I did have like a pretty good arm. Um, like that would say probably one of my strongest tools back then was like, I could throw the ball and even would come back from labrum surgery. Like I was came back pretty darn. Um, I came back pretty, I guess I was pretty lucky. I knew a lot of guys who had the same type of surgery who just couldn't even pick up their shoulder or couldn't throw a ball worth. 20 feet like it's I got pretty lucky to come back and I could still uh like I got throw the ball pretty hard and I would always mess with my uh with my my coaches my senior year towards the end I was like man let me get on that mound please just let me just like how cool would it be to be catching and then all of a sudden just come in on the ninth just take your gear off and just go close out a game and um never let me do it uh I was close I was like every day I would just be nagging them and I would just be purposely on the mound just throwing 
and we get the radar gun. I'm like, look at this. Look, I could I could throw 90 off the mound. Like that's not that's pretty good. And they were just never let me do it. But um, and it's reminiscent on I guess some good good times yeah. back in the baseball days. Yeah, I uh, I was not a fan of the catching position. I did yeah. it in an emergency role a few times, um, but yeah. man, you can you can get beat up if your pitcher's not oh, that great. That yeah, and just foul like. I guess I'm a little weird, but man, like sometimes you get the foul tip nicks, just like I said, you're getting a ball just straight off your forearms and just, I had to, I don't know if I had to, I just learned to like, like that feeling. It would hurt so bad, but if you just kept, it's going to happen to you all the time. So if you just always had a negative connotation with just getting beat up, hit with a foul ball or just yeah, ball in the dirt, they were just going to wear on you. And so I just kind of was like, I'm going to learn to like this pain and uh, kind of a little weird Kind of a little weird thing. Honestly, I kind of forgot about that too, but yeah, I would kind of eat it up. I would just kind of fire myself up a little bit. Kind of would wear one off the forearm or wear one of the worst ones are the ones that foul tip off the dirt and then they'll kind of, uh, they'll, they'll hit the bottom of your, of your, uh, thigh when you're in position. That, oh, those are the worst. I, I knew you, I knew where you were going when you, when yeah. you said in the dirt. Yeah. Yeah. I, uh, my main position was pitcher. Um, but okay. so when I did catch, I, uh, I gave me an appreciation for my catchers. What I was putting them, yeah. What you're putting them through sometimes. Yeah. Yeah. Hey, but it's a, it's a, well, I depends a person at all, but it's a, um, the word, I don't know. It's a thankless job. Like I said, it's like for me personally, man, like I would always I'd try taking my pitcher best I could and. I get pitched sometimes that would that would kind of beat themselves up for hey for just overthrowing this pitch and it falling in the dirt and just me having a block and I'm like hey man my job that is my job and like I'll always I'll do the best that I can and obviously every I will try to do I will block every single thing I'll keep it all from every single time because um, that's my job and like I want to take care of you and I just want you to go out there and I want you to do what you do like don't worry about that get that out of your mind I need to focus on everything else other than trying to mess up and um, I had. So you have those good mound visits, good conversations with some of your pitchers. And, uh, yeah, man, I guess this, I haven't really reminisced or, t- or talked about my baseball days like this in, in quite, a, quite a bit of time. I've kind of, like, just, you know, it's in the past, and it was a good run. But, I don't know, it's kind of cool getting to kind of revisit some of the good memories of, uh, of that time. So I want to make a connection here and, and see if this is something that, that does exist. You talked about the mentality of like getting fired up when you took the nick, right? And that pain and like, oh, does that help you in a CrossFit workout when you have to go into that pain cave, right? Is that the same mentality you use there? That's a good question. I mean, I guess, um, I would say to an extent, I think it's a little different. I think because when it came to, you know, the little baseball nick in the kitchen, like that was something unexpected, right? You didn't know when it was going to happen, but when it did, you can be like, okay, let's just, we're going to run with it this way. More so like, right. And we're in, in the CrossFit space. Like, you know, when something's going to hurt or when it's going to just, you just know how it's going to feel most likely. And if anything, it's kind of like, sometimes you get scared of those. Like, Oh, I do not want to hurt like that right now. But I think it's more of, like that you know it's coming and it's not like it's instant right it just gradually builds up 
but it's always having like the, the little voice in your head that's just telling you to like, hey, just you can slow down, man. It's, it's okay. You don't want to hurt. You can slow down. And then just constantly telling that voice to just go away and just to shut up. Be like, hey, nope. We if you want if you want it, you're gonna have to hurt and you're gonna have to keep digging into it. Um, and that's something like just I kind of try to practice on the daily. Whether like depends um, whether it's well, tip, nine times out of ten, it is from training, but there are even some like some life circumstances where that is the same thing too. Of like where you got to go into doing something you don't want to do, but you got to tell yourself, no, well, this is what has to be done. Um, so to answer, go back to answer your question. I don't. I think it's a little different. I think probably. I'm not sure there is a correlation for sure. Um, so, so where I'm going with the correlation yeah. is you have a choice, right? You have a choice to embrace the pain like you did when you were catching, right? Or you could be like, oh, that really hurts and just kind of deflate, right? You had that, you had those two choices and you're like, no, I'm going to feed off this and get better. When you hit that point in a workout, you have that choice there too, right? The inner voice is talking to you and do you listen to the inner voice or do you em- embrace the suck and move through it? No, you're absolutely, no, you're right. Actually, like that it's, you're dealt these cards and you can go one way with it or you can go the other way with it. And it's not, I think it has to do a little bit with probably like just how that, how the person is just like what's created. Like, I think it's a little bit of just, you know, what may, isn't that person is made of, but also I think it is something that can be practiced and cultivated just like any other skill. And like, cause I just explained that even before this, right? Like every day I'm, I'm trying to practice that a little more when it is, I'm going in the morning and I'm just doing these awful hour long, just straight, just, aerobic or whatever session it is and you want to slow down but you're like no i know that this pace here is what it's going to take to beat everybody else and i have to keep that pace and you know, like i said it's not you don't win all the time I mean, there's some i think it's even last night man they gave me this brutal 20 minute am rap and i was like oh, i do not want to do this right now this is not going to feel good but and sometimes you just got to go in and you just got to check the box like you got to get it done and was it probably my best performance on it probably not um but it was like the last day of a you know my three-day training block so pretty tired but um like i said you win some you lose some but you just got to try to win more than you lose and um but i think you're absolutely right on that i just you can either shy away from it or you learn <coughs> to, you learn to embrace it and go with it and uh, i think it's something you can practice and get better at so you are currently with brute strength yes yes how, how long have you been with them Oh, not that long. I think probably officially um, got on with them, I think, last, like, August, September. Um, See, I was kind of doing my own little thing with um, with my current, what my gym does now. Like, we just, he off, his name's Zach Zussman, and he he just offers so much for our gym. But he just has, like, our class workouts, but also he, he also offers just so many extra sort of just, programming on on the side for people who want to compete and get better and whatnot and and so i did that for the first for a longest time like i'd just be doing class workouts and then a little bit of the extra stuff some lifting some other things some gymnastics and um like i said it got me to where i was at going into last year's semifinals um but after so after the semifinals um me and him kind of sat down he's like hey man i think like after what happened like this year he's like i just haven't been able to like I haven't coached an athlete at this like level 
before and obviously i'll be here for i'll be here for you for whatever i can but i think for you to if you to reach what you want to reach is you're gonna have to reach out to some people who uh who have done this and know know what to do and so through then i just kind of uh reaching out to some coaches some programming and, and whatnot and uh kind of got lucky because out the west so i went to the west coast classic last year and i think one of the brute um coaches nick fowler kind of uh as i caught his eye a little bit to where when i reached out they kind of knew who i was already which was nice and then just from there communicating just kind of what their um how their mythology is that to go on training and how to and you know all that was something that kind of really lined up a lot really well with kind of how my mentality my like how i attack kind of life and do things and so i was like okay um and then from there just thought it over molded over had some other like routes that could have went and i was like i think this is the way the way to go and um obviously i think it's been paying off pretty well and so like someone's been with them six months seven months and so uh yeah it's been cool they beat me up quite a bit but it's it's worth it so are you um with nick now no no uh, i'm not so my coach is coach l um he's a man uh me and him on a we click on a lot of different on a lot of things i think we're just kind of pretty similar people uh and so he kind of understands my thought process my mind and um but also knows well he knows that but then he also knows what needs i need to get pushed on and what i need to work on and um and so it's a good relationship dynamic that i think we have um because of that because we are similar we know kind of how each other operate or at least he knows how i operate more so i'm still figuring him out i guess so what is the biggest difference you've seen going from like class workouts to going to brute yeah and i guess to back up a little before <clears throat> i actually trained with jump ship um with the name seth who runs that back before going into west coast for about like two months so i had i had a little bit of taste of like what it, that type of uh compet like semi-final slash game level programming. So I had a little bit of taste of that. Um, the biggest thing I've noticed with Brute than I have just look at any other programming is that how their intention of just attacking, like, your weaknesses. Um, <coughs> so, like, the first few um, weeks of getting on is just straight testing. Um, of just all these broad types of tests. They'll test your aerobic capacity, your power output, str overall strength. Um, just everything put you all these tests and it's a brutal two weeks because you're just going max effort every single day on all these handful of tests um, but then from there they kind of build a profile of like okay well this is what you're really good at this is what you're okay at this is what you need to work on and from there we're going to make a plan that um, like I said you can't lose the things you're good on but you definitely we need to get these things we're not so good on um, up to par or above par and so that is I think what has been such a big difference is that we're always constantly attacking um our weakness or like your overall underlying theme of training every week is always surrounded by like what we need to work on and obviously we're still hitting everything else but um and like if i'm being personally like in my like my own belief system i think that is like that's kind of how my mind operates too is that um obviously you can't you need to work on your strength still you got to keep your strength your strength but how are you going to get better? You got to make what you're not so good at, what you are good at, or at least increase them to, to the, yeah, the standard, the, to par with everyone else. Um, that is the biggest thing, the intentionality of hitting those weaknesses. 
So I think that that's a great place to jump off onto the West Coast Classic. I looked at your finishes throughout that weekend, um, and I was there. I, I love that event. Okay. It was so much fun there. Um, it was fun. It was. But from events two through five, you killed it. Right? Yep. You had a 11th, 4th, 3rd, 10th. Other than those four, you dropped into that 20-something yeah. place, right? Yeah. So it's obvious that you have some things you're really, really good at and some things that you need to work on. Um, have, have you seen a dramatic difference since last, last, um, last when was that? Last yeah. May. May. Um, yes. I would say so. I think the things that I'm good at have stayed what I'm good at. And the things that I'm not so good at, we are just consistently working. Yeah. Like I said, on those, um, yeah, going back to the West coast, um, one of the workouts was just, was heavy, um, with heavy pressing, shoulder pressing, um, volume, or I guess volume, you could say, um, with the six inch depth of handstand, but like it was a lot. And those are, my pressing strength is something I'm working on a lot. And so that was one where uh, we went in just try to um, do some damage control in which, yeah, that's exactly what happened. <laughs> um, the other one was the snatch ladder, which a snatch is just not my best lift. Um, so I, which we're consistently working on, working on that snatch pulling. Um, and then the last one was, was the uh, the finale, the clean finale. So like right, the quick minute and a half workout, which that one I don't, and it's not making excuses, just what happened is I wouldn't put that in the category. I think I finished like yeah, towards the bottom of that on that workout, but that was only because I was like right outside of making the last chance. And so I just had to go for it. And I just went for it and hit that last, went for that last bar, probably just like a millisecond too soon and missed it and I missed it again. And I'm like, okay, well that's, that was it. And so, um, but yeah, you're right. It was a lot of highs, a lot of lows. I think overall me as an athlete, I'm pretty even keel just to begin with. Um, as in like, I'll do pretty good on like a lot of the things, um, L's tr working on me to try to be more in more, um, attack more of an attack mentality on workouts I need to win. Um, just, just to go out and be, and just, we're practicing on like going out and getting burned, and because I, sometimes it's going to happen, but other times is you're going to go out and you're going to, you're going to, you're going to win it, and that's what you need. You need to be able to hit that home run at times, and that's what he constantly kind of pushes me at, and he gets mad at me when I just kind of, I'll do a workout and it doesn't look like I'm going really hard, but I am. But it just, I don't know. For some reason, he always gets on me for like you're not making it look hard. I need you to make it look hard. And I'm like, I'm trying, I swear. But, um, no, I think I'm head. Oh, I'm quite a bit significantly better than I was last year in May. We're not, it's not even a year ago. Um, and which is exciting. So, yeah. And I would, I would have to say, I mean, I went to all the North American semifinals last year. West coast was the most brutal, of the workouts. I mean, cause you're doing former games workouts, former yeah. regionals workouts. So they were no joke workouts and it was run, a pretty stiff field. That ruck run was probably the biggest mental test I've had. I think in this, 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 in the sport, it was, 
man, you, I think lap two or three, because I think it was a total of four laps of essentially a mile long course was you just like, oh, I just want to slow down a little bit. I want to slow down a little bit. But you slow down, you're losing places, and you can't. They're going to catch you. And, and it was funny. I actually, I ran that. I didn't think it was that big a deal. I didn't realize how big, how much nicer it is to run in running shoes than it is just nanos. So I ran that whole ruck run in just nanos. And I, ran, I was like, I was fine. I'm good. But then, like, everyone came up to me after, like, did you wear those in the ruck run? And I was like, yeah, dude, it's the only shoes I got. And, uh, and they're like, dude, are your feet just totally blistered? I'm like, no, they're, they're, they're a little hot, but they're fine. And um, and then, like, I think so a few months ago, I was like, I should probably get some runners just in case somebody like comes again. And got a pair of runners, hopped on an air runner one time, a run. And I'm like, oh, this is so much better than running in a flat shoe. Uh, just kind of funny, though, to – throwing back to me because that was yeah that was a big mental test but it came out pretty uh i knew i had to do good on that one i'm good i'm good at running and so i think i'm getting like fourth on that one which um which was pretty cool yeah it was it was brutal just walking around vegas that weekend that, i can't yeah. imagine i mean it was 115 to 118 degrees yeah and just throat just i so obviously i'm out in oklahoma so at that same time it was still pretty hot but it was just here we have a little more humidity and that whole like two well more the whole yeah week and a half two weeks leading up to west coast i made it an intent to like be outside running in that hundred degree weather as much as i could or just doing anything whether it was on a machine or like whether it called for in the gym i would just take it outside and i would do it outside because i'm like i'm going to get used to this like working out in the direct heat because i know it's going to help with when we go to vegas um but yeah, that was obviously you're not thinking about it during the time you think about it on your off time, but in the end you can't do anything about it. Just go. So. Yeah. And I think people underestimated the elevation too. Um, for me personally, I don't, um, I, I thought from my first 20 years of my life in Northern California. Um, so I'm kind of used to the dry heat as well. To me, um, I didn't really think much of the elevation. I know. I think I probably remember hearing people bring that up. Um, I don't even know, honestly, how, what sea level Las Vegas is at, but um, I think just the heat in general and the dry, I think the dryness was really what got a lot of people. So then, so then we moved to uh, Wadapalooza this year and yeah. you were, you were killing it, man. And then in the celebrate 10, you had a shoulder flare up. Yeah, like good old AP Gov coming back to get you. <laughs> um, yeah, like that going into Miami. A, I got an invite, which was crazy. I was like, how do I get an invite? Like I have done the, comparatively to other people. Like I, I don't know, I'm not at that, that place yet where I get invites to these things. Um, so that was a super exciting, and that it. I don't know. It was just definitely a big blessing because I needed, I told my coach, I needed to hit a big competition in this off season just to have that feeling again. Cause I don't want my next feeling of semifinal to be that next semifinal from last year. Like I need to practice being at that type of just, yeah, that whole schedule and just, just everything. Just getting used to yeah, the experience. And so, um, but that being said, I didn't, all the big comps were essentially just invites. Um, this whole year, Rogue was just solid invite, same with Dubai. So not a lot of things to qualify for. And um, like I said, I had a little 
off-season shoulder procedure done to help my shoulder um, happened in September. So I needed like a few months after that to kind of recover. And so even the ones that did require a qualifier, I couldn't do because I was still kind of rehabbing. Um, and then all of a sudden that invite came in. I was like, oh, what? This is crazy. This, and uh, we're just, I don't know, we're awesome to just get the opportunity. And so that's what it was going into Miami. It was like, well, obviously you're going in, want to do your best. And like we set out a goal of, I think, honestly, our goal was top. And I'm probably being a little modest. Like I think finishing the top half of the field would be cool. Would be would be a good goal to achieve, especially. I was I was only like a month off of that sh- that shoulder, like, of training after the shoulder procedure. So I think I, I had like all of December to kind of get back into normal training for it. So we're like, okay, I think with the names there, with the type of you know games athletes there, I think sitting top half would be cool. Would be a good goal. Talking with with uh, coach with L, and I don't know. Go go in, and I think surprised myself a little bit i think i surprised l my coach a little bit and i think i surprised probably a few other quite a bit of people um a little bit just going in and i think uh i don't know like you get that first event under your belt and then it's just like well feeling's gone let's just uh let's just keep it going and um and then yeah obviously sally ended in the celebrate 10 uh just a lot of shoulder volume and for me, coming back from what I had done on my shoulder, just, we just didn't have that much training at that volume underneath it. And so um, those heavier overhead squats just kind of – and my mobility was trash. I've been working on that hard a lot because uh, if I can't put my lower body in a good position, it's going to cause my upper body to be in a bad position, and then that's when little tweaks happen. And so I've been working on that a lot, but it was a little – did I want to finish out the weekend and show, you know, finish it strong? Cause I knew those last two workouts were, which said, are going to be good for me. Like I'm going to finish strong in those as well. And who knows where we finish on the, on the weekend. Um, but in the hindsight, this year is about not only getting to the games, but performing at the games. And does me finishing this last day and doing two workouts, is that going to help with that? Or is it possibly going to further along this little tweak you had and probably hurt you? Um, and so I think tough decision, but with a lot of calling and talking to my wife, like she was, a, she was like, it was like an hour before the workout and I had to call her. I'm like, okay, what, what do you think? And she just reasoned well with me and told me what I needed to hear. And so put down the phone. I told her, I'm like, I think we're just going to have to, yeah, call it here and just, you know, get ready for the season. So, um, yeah. Well, the, the crazy statistic is, you finished 21st, almost in the top half, and you didn't do the last two events. Missing out on 100, 200 points, yeah. Um, <clears throat> yeah, I don't know. Like I said, it's kind of funny. I don't know if that was perp- right, if that was uh, just kind of some weird coincidence of, oh, your, your goal was top 20. Well, I'll throw you at 21, but you didn't finish the weekend just to kind of, I don't know, throw a little fire at you. But, um yeah, I guess that is kind of kind of crazy when you think about it. So, yeah. yeah, pretty impressive, I would say. And <laughs> thank you. So I think you made the right decision by yeah. getting ready for the week, getting ready for the season. You go into the open, and your lowest finish was eleventh. Yeah. Also, I think surprised myself a little bit with all this as well, and I think I even surprised. I, I think I surprised. Continue to surprise quite a bit of people, I'd say. 
Um, so I sit down and talk to my wife. And obviously, right, disclosure, this is unofficial yet. I don't know what happens. When they're going to check our videos, but I feel pretty confident that I did everything correct. Um, but I was telling my wife, like, man, it. Right, hearing all this talk about people saying the open doesn't matter, the open doesn't matter, and like, yes, I get that argument, but also, for some of us who aren't already the superstars in the sports, I don't have this recognition, notoriety. Like, this does matter for us because this is just an opportunity for us to show people who we are and what we can do. Um, but that being said, I still think we finished quite a bit better than we were expecting. It's um, so I was telling my wife, like, man, it's crazy that like as we're going through each week. Like, I remember telling myself even last year's Open or even my first two Opens that, like, man, I my first two Opens, I finished, like, 75th in the world on, like, both of them. And I'm like, well, that's, yeah, that's pretty dang good. But I would still remember telling myself, like, the, the distance between my scores and then the guys at the very top were, like, how can you physically – how can you humanly pop and do that? Like, how can you physically do that? Like, it was It was such a huge leap. And I would just tell myself, right, after those those past three years of, like, man, I hit this as hard as I could. Like, how are these guys doing it, like, two minutes faster than me? That is crazy to go into this year. And I'm like, oh, I'm, like, one of those people that's doing it a few minutes faster than a lot of people. Like, it's kind of was – I don't know. It was kind of – it was a cool feel, surreal feeling. Or, like, oh, I, I kind of – I am the person that, like, I was telling myself a year ago, like, how the heck do you do that? Um, and like, I think as the weeks went on and like the leaderboards kind of stood, we were like, kind of, I surprised myself. I think I honestly, coach L will tell you, I think he was pretty surprised too. Um, he wasn't expecting this and, um, yeah, I don't know. It was, it's like, I'm still, it's pretty crazy. Um, that, that happened so close to even being at the very top, thought, thought so, but Saxon over here. Edging me out by a few seconds, that's all it takes. It's crazy. Yeah. Um, and that that's like that's a great performance for him. He's never been an open competitor. So, you know, maybe it's important for him too, someone yeah. who usually doesn't do well in the open. Um, I liked your take on that. I like that um you said that yeah, people say the open doesn't matter, but for some it does. Some it really matters. You're trying to make this a professional sport for you, I'm sure. And the more noticed you get, the more opportunities are going to come for you to help to help you make this uh, your profession. Yeah. So yeah. I know I know you still work. So what yeah. do you do for a living? Oh yes. Um, so I'm an operations supervisor at UPS. It it'll beat you up. It'll it'll wear you down. Um, operations. <laughs> operations man and especially for yeah ups work like it doesn't care if you have your people showing up for work if you don't feel good if someone like it it doesn't stop it's going to come no matter what and so you better prepare for it and be ready and uh like luckily i feel like i'm pretty good at what i do in there so i'd say like nine times out of ten we got a good run of sort operate run smooth um go in everybody's happy but at sometimes you just the flow, the amount of volume you get that comes in just overwhelms. You couldn't even prepare for it. And, and uh, yeah, you're getting your, your teeth kicked in a little bit of work. But, um, but yeah, that's what I currently do. I've been doing that for a few years. Um, I was a math teacher before that for a short little stint. That's my undergrad. My bachelor's degree is in math. Um, 
and I thought that was I was wanted. I thought that's what I was. I thought that's what I was wanting to do was to teach math. Like I love kids and I love math, and I was like, oh man, what cooler way is to just like I don't know. I wanted to be, I wanted to be the cool math teacher because I know growing up, like I always enjoyed math class. It didn't matter if the teacher was you know kind of lame or if he was really cool. Um, but I remember always hearing everybody else say, man, like this class, like our teacher's so boring, like this class is boring. And, and so, and that's just the stigma that you get with math, with, with math class. And so I was like, well, I'm going to change that. I'm going to go in and I'm going to, yeah, I want to make this fun, man. As fun as I can. I'm going to teach them math and I'm going to make this super cool. Man, I set up like a little mini basketball hoop in the classroom and I'd have kids, I'd have to select a few, a handful of kids for each test or quiz to like shoot for some extra credit points. Um, or like, I know I just have like some music playing on and we just play these kind of cool, just little games, but just, I don't know. I wanted to make it, make it fun for them. And, um, I actually thought that I was wanting to do that. I wanted to do that, but reevaluating, like I said, I was, my wife was my girlfriend at the time. We were about to get engaged and we were just looking at future plans and we're like, man, I probably can't be the breadwinner on the, with the, with the teacher salary, especially in Oklahoma. So, um, through then, my father-in-law talked me on. who has been at UPS for three decades. And he's like, hey, um, got a lot of opportunity here. I know you'll do really well. And uh, it's a means, like you said, it can be means to an end. Um, but the biggest thing is he also talked me into going back and getting my master's. Uh, so I'm getting my MBA right now. And um, so still working on that, too. Hopefully that'll be done. I think I hope I, hope I graduate the end of this year, I think in the winter. Um, I wouldn't be surprised if I didn't, because every time I talk to my advisor, for some reason, more classes just pop up. But um, I'm thinking, I'm pretty sure if I ran my numbers right, hopefully it's the end of this winter, which will be nice, because it's just, man, you get home from training, and then going to work, getting your butt kicked at work, and then going, getting your butt kicked in training, and the last thing you want to do is come home and go do hours of homework. So um ready for that to be over. Yeah, I uh, I got my master's, my MBA. When oh, okay. I was working 40 hours a week. Uh, oh, I don't know how you did it, man. And I uh, I had a newborn baby. Oh, my gosh. And, yeah, I almost got a divorce halfway through. I really, yeah. like, halfway through, I was like, is this even worth it? Like, because it, yeah, it is putting a rift right in my family. And my wife and I sat down and talked and said, just head down. You're over halfway. Don't waste the money you've put into this. Yeah, exactly. And just get through it. And so I finished, but man, it was not easy. I, I can't imagine. Yeah. I, yeah. If you're right. Like it's, it's not like it's any short load compared to where you were in undergrad. It's a, just throw, yeah, a 40 hour work week on top of it and still try to do this. Like it's, yeah, good for you. That's, I can imagine. Yeah. So you talk about your wife, Abigail. Oh, oh yeah. Yes. So how did you guys meet? We met through like a mutual friend, which it wasn't planned. It just happened to happen. Like we both um, met at this concert. So we met our mutual friend at the concert. And then I don't know. I just like, I didn't know who she was, but I knew she was like obviously connected to who I knew. And I just could not like take my eyes off her. Like it was weird. Like I haven't ever had that feeling before um ever i just like i don't know I, my eye just could not i kept looking over could look over uh needs to say i didn't go and talk to her or say anything i just at that time i was very well i am an introvert 
um, but she is the exact opposite. And so through our years of marriage, she has helped me with my communication skills. Um, but back then, like I said, I was like a brick wall. So there's no shot of me going over to, to talk to her. But uh, Us guys know, are gotta, so smooth. Oh, very. Well, you, you got <laughs> to thank the social media nowadays. That's always a, ba- that's always a backup plan. It's like, oh, it's not like, you know, it's not like 20, 30 years ago where you just uh, – you didn't say hi. You're probably never going to see him again. Now it's a, you don't say hi. Oh, I can just do a little bit of digging online and I'll find you, which take that for what it is. But, um, that's how it kind of did. I I just, obviously I knew that we had, we would kind of known each other, um, through some, yeah, friends or whatnot, like complete strangers and just hit her up the uh, next day. I think on the goal Instagram and just from there, uh, I don't know. We just, she was my best friend. She is my best friend, and she's the best person I know. Um, and I think a lot of people will contest to that, too. She's pretty – I don't know. She's incredible. She's superwoman, honestly, because she's getting her master's as well. Um, she's going to be an MFP, so marriage family therapist, which, like I said, obviously I've been on her journey, the journey with her this whole time of what it takes to do that, and it's freaking nuts. Like, it's, it's like it rivals like being, and I hope I don't offend any healthcare professionals, but it rivals being a like some sort of, uh, yeah, healthcare profession, a nurse or um, like a PA or whatnot with, with all the schooling you have to do. And then you got to get a hand, like 500 hours of practicum of just practicing with clients. And then you have a handful of years of doing supervision or of just practicing more underneath an actual therapist. And so it's, it's a good seven, eight years before you're even actually doing what you wanted to do like on your own. And so, uh, yeah, crazy. Uh, and then obviously she works as well. And, uh, I don't know we have, we've made, we've created a good little, uh, dynamic and culture in our house that allows us to, like, obviously we're crazy busy. We're like people tell us all the time, like, I don't know how you guys do it all. And we're like, we say that too, but obviously we've been doing it so long. We're like, this is the norm. Like, what do you mean? You're, you're not busy from sunrise to sundown every single day. Like what? But, um, but we've like through then we've been able to find time to, or what is important, our time together and attentionality. And, um, so I don't know, we always find our way back home to each other, making sure that we are good and connected. Um, and that if other things have to be sacrificed, then they will be sacrificed because us, her and I are what's most important. Yeah, I uh, I went through something similar where like my wife was attempting to get me to ask her on a date, and it took her, and I never did, and so finally she had to ask me. <laughs> hey, there you go. But you know, yeah, I thought you know she was definitely into you then. Playing yeah. hard to get. So you you were smitten immediately was your wife what was that so you were attracted to her the minute you saw her what did your wife have the same feelings or did it take a minute no she yeah she definitely did um i think a few months into us talking dating she was always talking she was already talking about me getting a ring and proposing she was she was pushing that big time um i don't know i guess it was just meant to be because she's everything that i'm not um and she has helped me overcome so many things from from my past and from just things that I've gone through growing up. And I don't know. I can't ima- obviously I couldn't imagine doing 
life with anybody else. Not even close. Like, that's just, yeah, she's my best friend. And that's awesome. Does she CrossFit? Why, she does. Yep, she does. That's she'll tell you that that's the only way that. So back then, when I was a shell of a shell of a human, um, that was the only way we connected. Was just that she would just follow me to the well, follow. Like she would she would come to the gym with me whenever I was training, and that was our quality time because I was just always in the gym um before i learned how to communicate intentionally and, and actually tell them how tell her how it's feeling so that was the first handful of months of us talking was just us uh working out in the gym together by next to each other and uh for me that filled me up but i didn't i didn't i know how to communicate it to her so she just thought i was kind of i don't know just i was just focusing on that and not her but i was obviously focusing on her i just like that i didn't know how to say that with, with the skills that I had. So, yeah. I, I hear she's uh, pretty good with a yoke, a little bit better than you. She I, I, she does some pretty crazy stuff with the yoke that I was surprised at the time. And uh, I'm telling you, the yoke is, is the, definitely the, uh, that's the secret sauce, man. You want to get strong, man? You get a yoke on your back. That's a, uh, yeah, Elle was talking me into getting one. And then, Thing near just kills me with it every day so um but yeah also yeah Babka, she's she's strong man she's strong too so she gets under that thing and i was like a lot of guys couldn't really uh, do that that's pretty that's pretty crazy good for you yeah at the uh at the 2017 games i worked as a volunteer uh on the outdoor course where they did strongman's fear and my yeah. job was to run down grab the yoke and bring it back after each <laughs> heat oh gosh and uh and so it was funny on the last men's heat i was in the lane with brent fikowski and i was like on my tiptoes oh, yeah. to get that thing back and the next um the next heat was the first heat of women i had danny haran who was like 411 and i had to like get on my knees to get under oh, it really that's funny oh. so you had to take you had to take that thing all the way back with the weight on it already, or with the weight. They they took they took some of the weight off. Of it, okay, but yeah. you're still gonna work out in though. Oh yeah, so, and it actually was pretty cool. The crowd was cheering for us yeah, because we were trying awesome. to do it so fast to be ready for the next heat. <laughs> yeah, yeah. You could probably do it faster than some of the athletes, definitely. That's cool. Um, so you have a dog? Yeah, <laughs> we do have a dog. Sky guy. She's right here on the floor. She's a little. She's a little cattle dog. She's a little Queensland healer. Nice. And I saw uh, some TikTok oh, dance TikTok. videos. Oh, there she is. There you are right there. Uh, she doesn't like being picked up like this. <laughs> but she's a she's a borderline human. She's super smart, like legitimately. People think we're crazy, but then they meet her or they get to just see how she interacts and she's like, Oh, she is she could be a human. So And you do TikTok dance videos with her? I don't. My wife just catches me doing stuff like that and then makes videos. So, yeah, it's not. Yeah, Actually, that's not me. I, I'm very. I, I'm still introverted at heart. So. Uh, well, I have to say, it looks like you're more into it than the dog is. Oh, most definitely. Yeah, she. <laughs> she. Uh, yeah, dance is not her thing. Um, but what her thing is is just being a little loaf on the bed or on the couch, uh, and just cuddling is which she'll do that 24 seven, um, which is a little rare for cattle dogs. Usually there's off the wall, just energetic hyper, but, um, which is not a bad thing though. So, yeah. 
Well, I just want to finish up with, you know, you've done so well in the open. The quarterfinals are right around the corner. Yeah. Um, are you feeling good going into quarters? And what what is your goal for the rest of the season? Yeah. I'm feeling good going into quarters. Um, I think I'd have to say yes. Like, it's not like we're going to get any better, too, from now until next weekend. Um, but just another, you know, hard week of training this week. I'm sure a pretty tough half week next week i'm sure we'll taper down a tiny bit and hit it um i don't know feeling pretty good like i had a pretty good last year's quarterfinals for like what i was going through my training back then and so my goal is obviously to get as high as possible to where if they do have the same um like selection process for semis they did last year where you kind of got to pick whether that was true or not i don't know but if that is the case um, yeah, I want to get as high as possible so I can hit the ones that uh, hit the one that I want to. Um, and then from there is just like through how the last like few months and how the season's progressing. I think even talking with my coach, we've had to kind of shift our mindset on really what our goals were this year. It's kind of shifted from a hey, yeah, let's get to the games to hey no let's compete at the games like it's not, it's not we're not going to go for fun to now it's like okay now let's really try to compete at the games and um obviously you need to have that mindset there first before you can even make it possible so i think that's how we're going to attack the rest of the season is we're going to go in and we're going to train and practice like we're going to go and do some, some special stuff at, at, in madison this year and so that's uh that's the mind that's the goal so you had talked about earlier in the, in the interview where there was such a gap between like you being 75th in the world to the guys at the top. Yeah. What has the idea that you now belong, right? Mm. Now you know that you can do the times of the top guys. Yeah. What has that done for your training? Training. Um, like I said, it's a good thing. Or how you bring it up is something that still kind of goes through my head, you know, at times. It even was going through this whole open was like, is this, is this real? Like, is this true, right? People are saying the open doesn't matter. But I dissected it as, you know what? Every, even though, yeah, everyone's saying the open doesn't matter, I'm pretty sure 99% of us are attacking it the same way every weekend, which is, yes, it's going to be part of our training that week, but we're all competitors. So we're still going to try to perform the best that we can in that workout. And so when that was all said and done and the, and the cards were on the table, like my efforts were still pretty darn good compared to yeah all the other people who are, who are at the very, very top. Um, how that affects training is just makes training more painful because now we got to up all of our standards of what we need to hit. So it's like, Oh, your paces on your bike row and ski are going to need to be this now instead of this. And you need to hold that for, you know, 10, it depends what we're doing, but just your standard of training is just increasing because it's not, I'm going to try to phrase this. If we kept doing the same thing now, would we still be pretty darn fit and pretty good? Yeah, probably. But that's not the goal. The goal isn't just to be super fit. The goal is to be as fit as you individually can for what you are given and so that's always pushing the envelope of what you can do um and that's what l does a lot with me and i think sometimes he purpose he doesn't know he gives me stuff where he just doesn't expect me to like survive and sometimes i don't but he's like i gotta challenge you somehow dude and um but i guess that's that's what it takes is to consistently go in and challenge yourself 
Like you can't just go and check the box. Are there days where, hey, that's all you got and that's what you need to give is check the box? Yeah, definitely. But um, most of the time is you got to go in and you got to tell that voice, hey, we're going to go harder. And then also to still stay out of here, like that little voice in your head that wants you to slow down is like, no, because um, now it's like, oh, your voice is telling you, well, this is still good enough, right? Like this is where it got you now. But and then you're like, no, well, it's not good enough. We still need to keep going. We don't want any doubts, questions going in. We want to be as prepared as possible when we go to semis. And um, yeah, to to not, I don't know, to make sure that we did everything in our power for for this year to to matter. Because um, I don't know, I think that's that's the mindset I have to go in. It's no more. It's no more. I guess dreaming. If you could say no more just kind of the dream it's more of this is what we're made to do this is the reality this is what we need to do that's so cool love that um well i want to thank you for jumping on with me matt um so excited for you i uh, can't wait thank to see you, you at scott. the semis and at the games this year thanks scott appreciate appreciate you taking taking me down a little trip my own memory lane there you go Thank you for joining us on the Clydesdale Fitness and Friends podcast. Remember, you can find us now on YouTube as well as all major podcast platforms. Please go ahead and hit that subscribe button on whatever platform you use and consider giving us a five-star rating. Thank you so much for joining us and we'll see you next time on the Clydesdale Fitness and Friends.